I'm Mikey, he stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have Tending to the Graveyard. So, Tending to the Graveyard is on creeppasta.wiki, and it's by one Levi Athens. Um, they have a, a fair, they have, uh, checking out their profile, they had a couple of other like creeppastas, so mm. we, we might delve into their into their little backlog of or bibliography of creepypastas. But um, uh, before we get too far ahead, let's do our initial recommendations for Tending to the Graveyard. I'm going to partially recommend this one. I'm also partially recommending. I am also also partially recommending. What the hell's happening? No. <laughs> <laughs> today. Yeah, we're, yeah well, there, there's a reason for it in the story for me in, anyway, so... And I'm I sure for you guys too. I just, I just literally rolled it. Before. I just kept rolling. The ones. <laughs> I just, I love how I said that. It's like, it's like, there's a reason for like for me anyway. I don't know about you guys. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure you guys have like your reasons, but like, there's a, a particular reason for me in the story as to why it wasn't, or why it wasn't like worth like a, a full recommendation, or like I wasn't willing to give it a a non recommendation. So, for me, I flipped but, a coin and it landed on the edge. That's are, why. Are you serious? <laughs> are you for cereal? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that. <laughs> what kind of what kind of cereal? What kind of cereal, gamer? It's uh, uh, uh the honeycomb mostly. Wow. <laughs> With a mix of uh, Lucky Charms in it and some Crave. Nice. It's like a medley of cereals. Although the primary base is checks, of course. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, because Wait, I am I am one that follows the checks warriors path. Yeah, well, it's it's checks is related to video games, and then. Uh, Honey Nut Cheerios is golden, so like yellow. I didn't say Cheerios; I said honeycomb. Oh, thought, oh honeycomb. <laughs> same honeycomb same principle. Bees, same, which same, is same pr- yeah, same principle. Honey yeah. equals golden equals yellow. Yeah. All right, let's 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 get let's get on to the story. <laughs> the story is rather short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any minute now, those uh, I'm gonna hear some like slamming at my door as I get as I get um tangent police swatted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the the story is rather short. I think it only clocks in like two and a half pages. Um, so, um, but uh, let's let's dive into the rundown. So Nair, because we never get a actual name for for narrator, um, is a woman who believes in respecting the dead and taking care of and cleaning graveyards. Um, uh, in fact, she's been out lo- at the local graveyard. Uh, tidying it up and cleaning it uh, because her father recently was buried there. Um, and it's then when she spots this, uh, what she thinks is a mason jar of old flower water on a couple's gravestone. Uh, by the looks of the stone, there's only one of the partners is actually in the ground, though. Uh, she takes the jar and dumps it to clean to help clean the spot up. And that night awakens from a strange dream to a dark figure in a suit at the foot of her bed, beckoning her to join him before he vanishes. The next day, she and uh, she's at the cemetery again, and she sees the figure again, and again, beckoning her to join him in the dirt. Being a little bit more specific this time. <laughs> um, she also spots a grieving woman in the graveyard, alive, who, upon approach, asks Nair if they've seen a a jar anywhere um nair explains what she did the day before and the woman gets a bit wide-eyed though more from the figure appearing behind nair and vanishing just as nair goes to like check um the woman maria explains that the ghost is her husband who was an abusive drunk in life and wanted her to be buried along with him when he died and she reluctantly agreed to like be in, like have a plot right next to him in the in the, the cemetery and such. Um, his ghost, upon his death, began haunting her and beckoning her to join him. Uh, that is until uh, Maria's grandmother showed her a family tradition of spells that could stop the spirit from manifesting. 
the jar of water with various ingredients and sticks within it uh, was placed on the gravestone and it worked. It stopped the husband from, from appearing until Nair cleared it off. Nair um, apologizes and then invites Maria to her car as the apparition continues to appear periodically. Um, and they go back to Maria's house to uh, perform the ritual again. And with that, they appear to live happily ever after. The husband's ghost gets uh, banished, the uh, jar being replaced on the on the gravestone, and the story ends with Maria and Nair getting to know each other more, even marrying, or at least preparing to be married by the end of the marrying, story. Actually, marrying N- really? I mean, it was there. It was a low hanging fruit, but I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> Fair. Uh, also, Finn. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other reason. I figured you were done. Yeah. Um, well, with that, I suppose we'll move on to <clears throat> everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions at this point, but uh, I don't have anything. So, M- Mikey? <laughs> right. I have an it story. Ooh. Uh, and now, an it story with Mikey. The E stands for evil. Take it away. It's a shame that most people avoid graveyards. It pains me to see an old graveyard fall to neglect. It can be a rather lonely place, but I've become accustomed to that. It was filled with what appeared to be murky rainwater and sticks. It must be sort of grim knowing exactly where you're going to be placed when you die and where you'll spend the rest of eternity. It was the eeriest of sights. It was the feeling of someone sinister approaching, something creepy, something lurking, closer and closer. It was the least I could do after my horrible error. Finn. That was almost quite as succinct. <laughs> a little different visual because yeah. Susan, it's like, oh, the graveyard and all that. And then immediately it was filled with rainwater and sticks. So I immediately imagined the graveyard just like hip deep in rainwater. Oh, my God. That would be so. OK, I. And then like there's I'm... some shadowy figure. Yeah. Like in the distance or whatever, which is like her intent or something. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah shadowy intent or something like that yeah. um i've got a so because of that i've actually i've got a, a bit of a small um family gravestone a grave graveyard story to tell okay. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of this so um my family uh most of my Can family is wrap up first oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 but of course yeah for those unaware and before cultists continue is mikey does these strings of sentences to highlight all the sentences in a story <laughs> that start with words that they probably shouldn't like it's ends or buts because there's always better words to use indeed now story so, time. So, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> talk, like l- listening to that, like that other version of the story, where like, it, like the graveyard is like covered in torrential rain and like sticks and stuff like that. Um, it kind of reminds me. So, my family, uh, a, part, a good chunk of my family in Toronto, are buried in Point uh, Mount Mount Pleasant uh, Cemetery, mm. and uh, one of the uh, one of the pl- uh, one of the um, graves is. Uh, up on a ridge like the it's a very hilly like i guess it gets its name mount pleasant from the fact that it's like basically on like a bunch of like there's like a bunch of like hills and ridges and like little like dips and and like ravines in and out of the uh the the cemetery um so we had a we have a a newer grave up on the hill and like my and then like the person's like uh like grandparent or like parent down at the bottom of the hill well it during a particularly nasty rain, like a decades ago, um, we have this story where apparently um, because of like the rain and like, like a particularly nasty, like uh, uh, rain conditions in that in, in Toronto at the time, um, my relative, uh, their casket fell through the, the hill at the top of the, uh, it, 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 the, the water eroded the edge, like the ridge. Wow. Enough that my 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 uh 
my relative, I can't remember who it is, but my relative's uh, coffin went through and slid down directly on top of uh, his aunt or grandmother. <laughs> yeah. And, and there, it's, it's, it's a running morbid joke that like, well, he just really wanted to like uh, visit his grandmother. Yeah, really. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My family has. I, I'm going to get to it in, in my actual thoughts. I, my family has a, a very inter- has very interesting relations with cemeteries. So, mm-hmm. and this being the year where I familiarize with every fucking creepy pasta we do. Everyone, you have to at least try now. Yeah, I think at this point I need to like for 2023 is the year where I like find. I'm just like the crazy like conspiracy theorist with like strings. Yeah, <laughs> from totally. creepypastas to like. <laughs> Uh, familial stories and connective mm-hmm. tissues of my own life and family's life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that... asking your parents some weird shit yeah. <laughs> in the coming months. Uh, like, do you but... have anything to do with this that I can? Could I? Could I maybe mine for this, for, yeah. for discussion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, I I just had to bring that up because it just like instantly re- like as soon as you brought that up, Mikey, it, and like we were talking about it, it instantly reminded me of that story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, gamer, do you have any um grammar? I do. Okay. This first one I might be wrong on. I probably am, but whatever. The quote is: "I saw a I saw hollowed out people made entirely of paper mache." They were dancing in the sickly moonlight in an elegant yet grotesque repose. So, I, I googled repose, mm-hmm. which apparently means to lay down or like is a term of inactivity, which seems opposite. Yeah, it seems like dancing. It, it should maybe be in like just pose, not repose. Unless like the paper mache monsters aren't physically moving, but they're in a pose of dancing. Oh, maybe it might be that or an alternate definition of repose is like to be placed somewhere. So maybe it's just saying like they are placed in this position doing a creepy dance. That's animated. Yeah. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Cause with the repose, it kind of like contradicts like what I was visualizing is like animated hollow men <laughs> or like hollow people of um, like basically like these like shells of that look humanoid, but are like paper mache. Yeah. Cause it says like they were dancing mm-hmm. in the sickly moonlight, which sounds animated. If, yeah. if it meant to be like a static pose, it should be like they were posed at dancing in the sickly moonlight <laughs> and elegant yet grotesque repose. Yeah. That might work. I don't know. How'd you see it, Mikey? Were they moving or were they stationary? Um, what, what time is we talking about? Moving this is the, uh, the dream that she uh, she had. Dream hollowed out people made of paper mache. Um, I viewed them as moving. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a problem with the word repose? Or did you just read over it and continue? I probably just read over it and continued. Fair. I was gonna do that, but I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's not a lot in the story. There's, there's not enough of the story that we just kind of need to like, we need to mine what we can. <laughs> also, it's like, I hate reading over a word and being like, I assume that's fine. You know, it's like I enjoy learning words yeah. and knowing if they're supposed to be used one way or another. You know, that's fair. And then my next one is pretty much at the end. Uh, since meeting Maria, I've been spending much time alone in the graveyard. Although, make sure to visit my grand, my uh, father's headstone often. I think he would be pleased that now to know that I have decided to marry. Maria looks wonderful in her gown. So, it's is Nair writing all this down during the wedding party? Because that's current tense. That. <laughs> I kind of assume so, honestly. Like, I kind of assume like she's she like, ba- down, like, the, she's or, or maybe not, maybe not. Like, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because like, uh, I mean, it is some. I think it is bad luck to see the 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 bride in the gown before, um, yeah. before the wedding. But I think that's during like at, like at the time of the sem- ceremony. Like, so they might be like prepping for the wedding, but they haven't actually like gone done the ceremony. Like, they're not at the ceremony yet because like. I think the husband is allowed to see the bridesmaid, like the the bride in there, or like the the partner is allowed to see the bride in the dress 
when they're looking for it or like when they when they're deciding on it. Um, I'm not a hundred percent on on my marital customs. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think I think it's only really like when you're at the church and like or like you're at the ceremony site. Um, that the 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 spouse is or the part the the partner to be is not allowed to see the bride in her in her gown. Yeah, because like previously a, they're talking about that they've decided to marry that, not that they have been married. Yeah, so like they, they're deciding they're working, like they're basically going through it, and maybe like uh, at the um, uh, Nair is writing this down at the time, like like during like that time, like where they're like basically in the in the preparation stages. Okay, maybe she'd be so, like Maria. Uh, will look wonderful in her gown. Yeah, that could. Yeah, that could be a little bit more clarifying. Way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, otherwise you have assholes like us, <laughs> yeah, picking at uh at little things like this. Well, it kind of pulled me out right <laughs> at the end because I'm like, if they were doing the tradition of you're not supposed to see the bride at all in her gown until you're like you're actually there at the wedding, it made me immediately think that they got wed. They like. And like during the after party, like she's just sitting down at a table <laughs> writing down her memoirs. writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which or maybe it's like thing. a couple of days after. It's like, man, she looked really good. Or she she looks Oops. really good. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah. It's present tense. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair. I, I, I took it, uh, I kind of like hand waved it and, and just I was actually kind of being lenient with this one and just kind of took it that it's like it's probably like premarital like uh like timeline when this is there so like they're prepping for the for the marriage but they're not like at they haven't been married or they're not at the the mar- the, the wedding yet so yeah but either way that's mm. the end of my grammar okay uh then i suppose we'll move on to actual thoughts uh i'm going to start with the actually beginning i think uh mikey brought it up in his it story but i'll bring it up again um it's a shame that most people Avoid graveyards. The dead deserve to be visited every once in a while. You'll spend more time there than you will spend living anyhow. It pains me to see an old graveyard fall into neglect. So, remember that story I just told about, like, you know, my family being uh, having uh, having a bunch of, uh, of bodies in the cemetery in Toronto? Yep. Cut to another story in a completely separate location in Canada <laughs> where okay. a bunch of my other family... Uh, currently reside and rest. Um, cut to 2017, Newfoundland. Uh, we were vacationing there, um, and the whole like the whole lot of us, like extended family included, and we decided, uh, like as part of the trip, they just uh, my fa- my my uh, the elders of the family decided to go visit, go and find the the grave site or like the the cemetery where our original ancestors that moved to Canada. Um, we're buried like basically like our great my my technically my great 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 grandparents um so we did we went to a place called cupids and um uh in in newfoundland where the cemetery was supposed to be and like we had found my parents had found the um the site um prior to going on this trip and we get there and we have to walk into like brush and a little bit of wilderness because the entire cemetery had fallen to neglect for almost a hundred years for almost a hundred years. Oh, really? um, so we were walking through these, uh, like this kind of like small patch of like wilderness with like, there's pine tree, like young pine trees or c- young cedars and some young trees, saplings and stuff like that growing. And it's like heavily, like tall grass and stuff like that. But you can f- see the out, like the outlines of the iron rock gate that goes around the, uh, the perimeter and even around some of the cemetery stones. I'm um, wrought iron. Yeah, sorry, wrought iron. Yeah, um, and you can even see some of these like decayed um, cemetery stones, like gravestones, like all around and whatnot. And so we went and found like my great great grandmother's like um, grave, uh, and we were taking pictures like with the family, like just to kind of like like commemorate that we'd found it, and we were like trying to brush it off and get rid of it. And that's when the ants attacked us in force. Oh God! <laughs> Apparently, uh, this neglected location had become a haven for ants. And as we had been tramp- trampling over all over their ant hills, which were now in the graves, 
um, they retaliated, and we kind of had to get the fuck out of there after we took and some then photos. Then became Indiana Jones with like a fire ants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who got so yeah? I <laughs> so again, <laughs> reading the start of the story, it's like, oh yeah, this reminds, yeah, yeah, uh, like they do fall into neglect. It's it is really shameful because like I had that experience where we went to my like to an ancestral graves a graveyard in uh, in Newfoundland that had fallen to neglect, like all around this this particular plot of land is now like new new development and like not subdivision but like basically like people are building houses like nearby in like little, little neighborhoods um mm-hmm. but nothing is getting done to this thing so like my i think my folks have like asked a couple of people like they know in newfoundland to like kind of clear like kind of clean up the the area around our particular ancestors but yeah um Again, another another story or another part of a story that I was like kind of connected to uh, from uh, from my own personal experiences. That's interesting. Yes, surprised <laughs> you could pull so much specific knowledge like this. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> it's just like again the year of of the the cork board. <laughs> Uh, much like it's the year of the Vossen, but I'll get back to that in a bit. I'm going to start with this. Uh, I'm going to continue with this next quote. One day when tending to the graveyard, I found a single mason jar laying atop a grave. It was filled with what appeared to be murky rainwater and sticks. Assuming that it was an old flower vase that had been left out in the rain, I poured out the contents. I'd soon learn the mistake I'd made. First, first off, title drop. <laughs> One day when tending to the graveyard. Credits. <laughs> I did not read it like that. <laughs> uh, but but secondly, um, you know, this is actually a pretty reasonable response to something like for someone to do. Um, like even if even if it does trigger a, a curse or some kind of supernatural element because you messed with the wrong object, like. Yeah, a person cleaning up or tending to a graveyard is going to assume that a mason jar with mucky water and sticks is probably like a base for a flower thing. And like, if if it doesn't look like there's any flowers in there, they're going to. It, it makes logical sense to me that they they'd uh, take it and dump it, like just to like kind of um to uh to tidy up a little bit because it's unsightly and you know ghosts aren't a thing exactly like in the yeah. real world like like people aren't like going to assume that like ghosts are gonna like that that object is cursed or it's going to it's it's keeping something at bay um and and the reason i'm bringing this up is because too often we see someone do something that that they shouldn't logically do in a story that spells their doom <laughs> and yes. to read this part it was kind of refreshing it's like oh this actually makes a lot this actually makes sense Unlike all those other times people have just done something like picked up something or done something that they really shouldn't have. And like us as a reader is like, no, that's clearly not. Why would you pick that up? Why would you do that? Yeah. So. Uh, and then Derplanders out there. Yeah. So this is clearly not in Derpland mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Um, next thing here, though. That night I had a strange dream. It was the eeriest of sights. I saw hollowed out people, hollowed out people made entirely of paper mache. They were dancing in in the sickly moonlight in an elegant yet grotesque repose. These hollow, these hollow people twisted and contorted in bizarre motions to the sound of a skipping record player. Okay, so they are animated. Yeah, that is Uh. almost as creepy as animated marionettes dancing about like to me <laughs> like same sort of thing you know it's the it's same not, sort of thing but it's moving that is yes but it also has the added uncanny valley effect because i'm assuming it's paper mache faces too so like that would also be like if, if they have faces like if they're not just like blank like um like blank expressions like marionettes often have like they're just like a carved like blank spot where the yeah. face would be like i'm assuming it's like paper mache facsimiles of faces and like that's also just as creepy because it's like that ca- uh, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf like that I'm picturing like that like the the, shy, the paper the paper mache Shia LaBeouf masks that the dancers were wearing <laughs> okay the hollowed out like um dancers I saw them as like entirely hollow like from like their entire torso and face is just all hollow 
Oh, it's like empty. No like there's, yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. yeah, that's the way I saw it personally. That's fair. It also kind of reminded me of a certain like enemy or like or like a, a minion in um in a series called Skullduggery Pleasant, where they actually have like the Hollow Men, which are basically like papery, like they're they're people that are like done like made from like the shells of like this papery material, and then like this like necromantic like gas is like poured into the is is poured into the uh, the body to fill it out and like make it like animated. But mm-hmm. um, again, just like a. It's not really in my notes. It's just something I know. I I kind of noted while I was reading the story. It's like, oh, that kind of reminds me of that. But um, I will move on to the next thing here. I turned to look, only to see the shadowy figure standing at the end, the east end of the graveyard. I stood to my feet and stared at the dark-suited man in the distance. Softly, the specter spoke, "Won't you join me in the graveyard?" Um. She she is in the graveyard with you, technically. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm I'm just being silly here, but like that is like um, she's she's te- and then and then like right after I think it's like join me in the dirt and it's like oh okay, like you want him you want her in the graveyard like in the grave. Yeah, I was gonna ask him to to uh, clarify, clarify and, he and then he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the next thing I have here. The spell worked until I came along. Now his spirit was back amongst the graveyard. He had mistaken me for her the first time around, but having seen her, he wasn't going to leave her alone again. Hearing this, I apologized profusely once more and immediately escorted her out of the cemetery towards my vehicle. From beyond the gates, we could see the dark specter standing stoically. The figure lifted his hand, beckoning to her. I offered her a ride to her place, which she thankfully obliged. We went back to her house, and she showed me the ingredients for the spell. So, aside from the uh, uh, the repeated appearance, uh, aside from the repeated appearances and beckonings of the dead husband, there's no real threat here. It seems like. Sure, having your former husband appearing as a phantasm and calling to you might drive you depressively mad, or but it also could just be like annoying and even just easily ignored. Um, he's asking nicely, yeah, exactly. Like, and the the fact that they are able to easily replace the old spell with a new jar seems to kind of dampen the story's like horror. <laughs> Uh, don't get don't get me wrong i do actually like the ending of the story of like these people actually using magic to like reseal the ghost and stuff like and i'll be honest like i would totally read more stories with this cute new witch couple (laughs) um but i i feel like the husband should have posed more of a spectral threat like what if his beckoning was like a psychic attack or some kind of magical domination attack where he can control a person or even like partially possess them and it even runs the risk of causing the woman to kill herself if he persists um it was also said that the husband <clears throat> sorry it was also said that the husband was also an asshole yeah like, so in like life yet yeah. as a specter he's just like please join me no okay bye like <laughs> yeah it, like the way i no assholishness I, when he died maybe what well, when he died or something i don't know I think it's I think it's more like like he was an abusive it was an abusive relationship. So like he was like, like, come on, darling, join me in the dirt. Like I kind of got more of that angle. But like, yeah, this this character, this this ghost, an aggressive tone. Then, yeah, this 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 ghost definitely need to be more like hostile than what was portrayed. Yeah. Um, Damn it. Now I'm. Now that I've said this, all this, I recall the stat block for ghosts in Call of Cthulhu D20. Of course you do. Where uh, I could easily run a scenario on the premise of PCs simply removing an innocuous jar off a gravestone and being haunted by the ghost. And the ghost, like, in the stat blocks, they have, like, powers that you can, like, like, for, like, dominating you, commanding you to do stuff and, and other, like, such, like, spectral attacks and such. And, of course, because this is the year of the Vossen, uh, Vossen would probably also work with this situation as well. <laughs> mm. Um, so, uh, honestly, as the apparition and the encounters are in the story, 
Uh, this is surprisingly mundane and realistic in that it's like all of those real world accounts of hauntings you see on ghost TV shows like paranormal, um, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like paranormal stories of, of, of Hollywood or like paranormal celebrity stories or something like that. Like the ones are like, or ghost adventures or like, it, it, there's like a handful of, of like, of like outdoor life channels that like, that host these, um, these like ghost shows where you hear haunt about haunting situations that are exactly like this, where they are not threatening at all, except for like this kind of my, this kind of minor emotional or psychological damage that, it, that the ghosts are causing by their, just their appearance. But eventually the families of the haunting of the haunted houses just kind of like have learned to cope with it. So it's, it's sort of realistic in that it's grounded and it's kind of realistic in that sense. But because this is, a creep pasta. I expect more of a like of a threat level <laughs> than uh, the person simply like manifesting is like, "Come join me, please, please, please." Won't you join me in the graveyard? <laughs> yeah, he's basically an ad, and she just put up a pop up blocker, like an ad blocker. That's, yeah, basically, yeah, that's he, all it is. That is exactly what happened here. It's those annoying fucking YouTube uh, uh, ads that um, that you uh, you had to get an ad blocker for if you have a computer, and you're fucked with uh, if you uh, if you're if you're watching uh, it on TV. Mm-hmm. God, I fucking hate those. But good, thank for thankfully for you. There's a thing called like YouTube Red. Was it YouTube Plus Premium? What, what, what's their premium? gamer? We're not sponsored by YouTube. That's why I'm. <laughs> doing a horrible job <laughs> i can't even remember what it's called you're, you're trying to, you're trying to like advertise us i'm doing like an like, anti-advertising hey you too i can't we can... remember <laughs> yeah so yeah <laughs> okay well that bit's done <laughs> um also the story's like almost too short for its own good like in that regard like in, in the regard of like what we get in the story like everything gets wrapped up way too quickly <laughs> like i there really need to be there need to be more of a danger to maria or even nair here from the ghost um because it's just like nair removes the jar unleashing the ghost but ghost just like bugs them <laughs> like pops up and bugs them like an ad like you're saying and then nair meets mary maria um like a day later <laughs> um and everything gets explained they go to maria's house resubscribe to their ad blocker <laughs> yeah and ads gone <laughs> like and they all live, and they literally all live happily ever after except for the asshole ghost technically nair dumping that thing out was the like the best thing she could have done because it made her find her like true love or whatever yeah exactly like it, like, that, it, no it was negative aspects to this. like there was a consequence in that like like as it is right now yes there's no consequences there should have been though like yeah there should have been like us like like i i I'm, like you can keep the happy ending and some of that in fact i encourage that because like she didn't even have to fight great. for it though it just happened exactly we need more like they just like oh uh, it's like oh man my my my, my uh ghost my evil ghost husband is um is uh calling to us from the graveyard I want to go back to my place and uh, reseal them? It's like, yeah, let's go, and done. <laughs> and that <was> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was barely an inconvenience. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's that's kind of my big issue with the story is that like it's it's resolved before it even becomes an issue. <laughs> yeah, they get right on that. Yeah. Um, and granted, but... if you had the ability to do that to stamp on a supernatural issue before it becomes a problem in real life you would do that you would want yes as fast as possible and but in the case of a story there's less story because of it yeah well and that's not even my problem the problem here is that the ghost needs to up its fucking game yeah <laughs> like i'm fine with them like fi- having the solution already and like having to get to it. but that ghost needs to fucking like step up and like cause some obstacles before they get to that point <laughs> yeah like because if he is witnessing them making this and all that because he's a ghost he can go wherever the fuck he wants he should be like intervening trying to yeah. stop them from getting back to the grave <laughs> it's like as it is like it's like join me in the in the dirt maria and it's like hey maria you want to go back to your place and do that seal it's like what no get back here <laughs> and they're like Aah! it's just like a car chase with a ghost chasing them <laughs> yep 
Maria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my big issue with the story is like it was it it's it's too short for its own good and the ghost is almost realistic too realistic for its own good in terms of like the kind of like actual like ghost like ghost encounters people rec- uh, uh, recount and such mm. um in that it doesn't do anything to the living except for like pester them <laughs> yeah so yeah we i need you need to up you need to up that uh the the uh uh, the cinematic, uh, the, the 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 you need uh, you know up the action a little bit on the on the horror level of this. So, granted, for all we know, that is all that ghosts can do is just annoy the living. Like, yeah, but that's then don't put that in the fucking story. <laughs> like, put it like like do something with it. You're a creative like right. You're creatively writing this plot. Yell at fucking, me, Jesus I'm Christ! I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at like the idea, the thing that you're bringing up. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling with you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh yeah, no, like I just like like I'm just trying to hammer home. It's like you you can like just have this happen, but like this isn't a creepy pasta. Then it's just it, it got resolved. It was it was a happy ending. Like you need to you need to up the horror angle on this to make this like a worthy kind of or not worthy, but like a like a more effective creepy pasta. Because yeah, or the more story as it is, it could be turned into like a Disney movie. Exactly. Like honestly, this kind of this is very Disneyfied kind of yeah. like as it is. Like, yeah, like this. I can now. Now I'm just seeing this. Like this is playing in my head as like a Disney feature. Mm-hmm. Like these are uh, Maria and Nair are now just Disney princesses. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my uh, my re- my actual thoughts on the story. So, Mikey, these stands for evil. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna agree that, that there's not enough creepy in this creepy pasta. Yeah, um, it's definitely and... some soggy noodles. Yep. <laughs> uh, although this is a pretty good public service announcement to don't touch stuff in graveyards, but still clean it up. Yeah, clean it up, but if something is intentionally left on a grave, you don't, yeah. like, a mason jar, somebody obviously put it there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I don't know, if, do, you, do you have anything about the photo that we do get with the story? There's a photo? <laughs> there is a photo. A um, photo. Yeah. I saw that there was a photo. Lee, well, I, I'm bringing this up because, like, it actually touches on what you were just saying. Like, don't, like I'm looking at the photo. It's It's right at the beginning of the story on the wiki. And it's by Levi Athens, so I assume that she actually like they took a photo um uh to for the story like to actually like build yeah. like kind of elaborate. And yeah, if I look if I saw that, I, I would actually I'm looking at that as like I could still see why somebody might think that that is like an old flower vase or like what somebody used for flowers. Yeah. But at the same like time the it also stems of like flowers that have like wilted and or whatever, yeah. and that's just like dirty shitty water in it. Yeah. Or or even the sticks are there, like they could have been there, like for like uh, like tied to the the flower to keep it upright. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So I it could it could, it could easily go either way. Like that is either some kind of a cult, um, like ho- uh, voodoo jar, or it's just a flower water, um, like a flower vase kind of thing. But mm. yeah. So but yeah, like I I you can understand why like if somebody's like tidying this, like oh I'll tidy this up because like this doesn't need to be here, but. Yeah, uh, the moral of the story is don't do that. <laughs> like, tidy up, but like, if something you see, if you see something like that jar, leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. get rid of stuff like leaves, you know, nature taking over the place. Yeah, detritus. But, mm-hmm. all right. Now, my next actual thought is that we don't actually firmly get a gender for nair no. not to the very um i i i, I you don't but i Wait, definitely got the impression assumed, of a girl. yeah yeah it's assumed female because the first thing that talks about um her the father wanting them to have a husband yeah but if it's it could still be a guy because yeah, he could true. be gay and just wanting 
the father wanting him to have a partner. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. Yeah. My problem is it could go either way. Yeah, no, that's fair. It changes a little bit of the visual, but everything else is the same. But it's just uh, annoying because I would like to know one way or the other for sure which one it is. <laughs> Honestly, you, I, I think that's on you. <laughs> like, I don't really see that big of a problem with it, but... It may have been intentional just so the reader can, like, self-insert themselves in. I don't know. I think or, this... I, or not I, necessarily I, self-insert, but basically just make up your own... You could choose the gender of the character because the gender doesn't matter, so whatever. Yeah. It's, it's... The way it's laid out, it doesn't really make you flip halfway through the story, think, oh, it's actually this gender or that gender. Like, right from the get-go, you get an assumption, and the... The events of the story doesn't change that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, a little something to confirm I wouldn't be against. Mm-hmm. Fair. <laughs> Even something as simple as, like, um, like at the end when they're talking about the wedding gown and stuff, it could be something like, we're going to look awesome in our wedding gowns. Like, something like that, you know? Well, I mean, some... Same sex couples don't like some of them. Sometimes the the partner will wear like a suit instead of a gown. So, yeah. But yeah, like I I get what you guys are saying. It's just like I, it it could honestly, I could take it or leave it. (laughs) So, if there was a little bit of dialogue from Maria, then you could slip in a a he or she in there, you know? Sure. Or if you know, we got Nair's name. (laughs) Yeah, that would help. Mm-hmm. That, that's honestly that's the biggest <laughs> thing I'd 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 put I'd put have in the story is give us a fucking name, people. Jesus Christ! It'll probably be like Jesse or something. <laughs> Where it's yeah, like, yeah. oh goddamn it! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be it'll be it'll be something like gender neutral or like. Yeah, totally. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. No, no, not, not there's anything wrong with it. It's just like. For for like the clarity of, of like getting a proper visual when you're reading a story, I get what yeah. you guys are saying on wanting this. clarity that yeah. getting a general neutral name does not help. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, the same way as like why. With... Sorry, Sorry go ahead. I was just say just like as of like with as the story as is, like I see where your guys are coming from. It's like you're trying to like visualize this, and then like you're read you read halfway and you you get annoyed by the you have to suddenly like you realize oh it's this it's 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 likely it's actually a girl not like a guy. Then you have to change your kind of a little bit, like uh, you have to tweak your your visual, and and that, that does annoy you guys a lot. <laughs> I'm so. saying I did hmm. not have to. Okay, well I'm saying uh, Mikey in this case. <laughs> yeah. Now that we throw Mikey under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. I'm fine sitting under this bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's into my actual thoughts. Okay. Uh, then gamer. Yeah. Let's see what I have left. Oh yeah. So um, I'm gonna start by saying I don't know how this happens, and I'm gonna continue by saying so. Before I started reading this story, I was having dinner and mm-hmm. watching Forrest Gump. I've never. <laughs> I've never seen Forrest Gump before. Really? Um, but like, no, never. I huh. just I've I've heard people quote all the time and seen like. You never saw it in class? Like we, no? I'm pretty sure I've watched it like twice in school growing up. I I don't remember that movie at all. I just remember the clips that everyone links. Okay. And stuff like that. So I'm like, screw it. I'm putting it on. Two and a half hours. Okay, fine. Fuck it. I'm putting it on anyways. Um, but that movie has a good focus on a good a bit of focus on life and death. Yeah, like the second last scene is Forrest talking in front of a tombstone, which segued quite well into me immediately <laughs> starting to read this creepypasta. <laughs> it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> also, I read the entire thing with Nair having. Uh, uh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I did because he talks a lot in that movie. Yeah. So. That always said, laughs like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Yeah, it's chocolate. <laughs> yeah, just like replace mama. Uh, mama always said, <laughs> ah, "Dad, <laughs> Papa always said, laugh is like a graveyard." <laughs> but yeah, um, and then like two paragraphs in, I was feeling like it's actually a pretty accurate voice in a way because, like, granted, the character may or may not be a woman. Who knows? But um, 
like taking the liberty to spend what seems like all of her time to clean a whole cemetery. That seems like a grump, uh, a grump, a, a gump sort of move. You know? That is a very, that's very on brand for, for gump. Yeah. yeah. For and like saying that they're alone all the time and never having a really great. Yeah. I need to find words today. And saying that they're alone all the time and never having relationships really work out. That's also pretty gumpy. Yeah. Seeing how every every person that, uh, every friend that he's ever known either goes away or dies. <laughs> spoilers, but yeah, <laughs> spoilers for a movie from like the mid the early nineties that that you should have seen by now. I didn't gamer. see it until yesterday, dude. <laughs> gamer. <laughs> yeah. But either way, I thought that was kind of interesting. How much of a how good of a segue that was. Yeah. I can see then, it. Yeah. yeah. Then in regards to the mason jar on the gravestone and all that. When I read it, so I saw I looked at the picture before I started reading this, but I didn't like look super deep at it and I didn't really know what was going to come and go of it. But I continued reading through and I read that the mason jar was open to the air with the sticks sticking out and all that because that's what the picture shows as well. Yeah. But like why would you not have a lid on it? Because maybe the reason that Marie has to keep coming back is Maria Maria. It's Maria. The reason that Maria has to keep coming back and like refreshing it is because it gets filled with shit, like rainwater diluting it and all that. Like, does it have to be open to the air? Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I feel like you maybe, should have a cap. I mean, I mean, it could be like, unfortunately, like, the way some of these like folkloric remedies and like in- rituals happen is like you, you can't tweet you like sometimes like they're, they have like these weird, like, uh, like tedious or like just superfluous, like things that you have to do. Like you can't have a lid on it or like, or I was like, why it's like, I don't know. That's just how it's always been. <laughs> but at yeah. the end, when they made the new one, it specifically says it has a silver lid on it. Oh, then there. Yeah. Then maybe they, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Like maybe they just didn't put it on the the first time. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't think about it. We're just trying to get it to work. Yeah. Or maybe that's what it was like in the olden days, but then like now they've actually upgraded the, uh, the ritual. (laughs) It's like, yeah, well, I had a silver lid because silver is a purifying agent. (laughs) I I don't know if it's actually literally silver. No, but it's a silver color. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. That makes more sense to have that on it because then the rainwater and stuff won't dilute it. Yeah. And if the like sticks have to stick out of it, maybe they had to like drill holes to let the sticks come out. So it, like, yeah, because maybe that's why they had the cloth. Like, because on in the photo there is a cloth of the um like with the sticks kind of poking through, and you could you could it, it's not exactly clear because of the photo if the cloth goes over the top and they're like, po- the sticks are poking through it. Or if it's just like wrapped around the, 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 uh, the lip of the, uh, of the jar. But from what I can see, it does not go over the top because at okay. the back, right where you see the knot, you can see the glass of the, the rim of the Mason jar. Okay. So I don't think it goes over. Is it just like a, a headband for it? Yeah. God, I'm tempted to, Photoshop that red and put an M60 in that mason jar's hands. God damn it. <laughs> God oh, yeah. damn it. He's fine. And then my last note is basically kind of brushed on it. Any fear related thing is glossed over and accepted way too quickly. I find. Yeah. Like Nair yeah. has a spooky dream, but like as soon as as soon as Nair witnesses yeah. As soon as Nair witnesses the stuff in the dream happening in real life, there should be more of a reaction. Like she said that she's an enjoyer of ghost stories and all that, but that that doesn't mean that she sees ghosts literally all the time, unless she's living in a world that's not my own. Also, (laughs) was that dream like, is that dream even like connected to what's happened in the story? Like paper mache dancers in like creepy, grotesque moonlight. And then she wakes up to a sound in her house. And then the ghost of a guy who is buried in a funeral suit appears at her be- uh, at the end of her bed and beckons her to join him before vanishing. Do those two? Ha- I feel like the dream might have just been a red herring. 
Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with this, but who yeah. knows? Unless it's like, because uh, like again, like the the author does have other stories. So unless these characters like continue on to, and with other with new stories, like Nair continues writing stories um, about like things that have happened, and maybe this was like a like a hint or like a foreshadowing to another story. <laughs> I mean maybe who knows it, it, it's possible but like yeah as it is like in this story like this two and a half page story it's just like i don't think that dream had any connection to what's going on yeah not really but maybe there's a deeper meaning that we're not getting who knows? maybe <laughs> the deeper meaning is they wanted to make this uh two and a half pages long rather than two pages long so yeah, i'm sure that's it <laughs> Yeah, that's the end of my notes. Okay. Uh, then I suppose we move on to final thoughts. So I like this story, but like a Disney princess, I must have more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as the ghost encounters are, this is very... This, this isn't even all that scary. Like, Though I do think the two living characters and the family magic setup is pretty cool. Um, I'll give this story. This is why I'm giving this story a partial recommendation as a result. Um, because I like the the two living characters in this. I love this. I like the setup and the the magic part, like angle at the end. But it's not very scary, and it's too short for its own good. Like, there's not enough here to to merit even a full recommendation because we we just don't get enough. Um, so it's like. It just didn't com- like it didn't completely live up to the to its potential. I think it, for me, like that's that's the big issue. That's my big like takeaway is like there was something here. Yeah, there was something here, and then it it, it ended. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll still partially recommend it, but it's there's there needs to be a lot more here for a full recommendation. Uh, Mikey, these stands for evil. Yeah, uh, there is some creepiness, but there's not enough. And as we say before, like it doesn't, the creepiness doesn't actually seem to affect um, the people in real life, even though they suddenly see the apparition in real life. Um, But oh, yeah, it's just fine. It's just the. shadow on the corner of my eye it's fine yeah like like it there's just there's no i guess real sense of dread um even though there is sort of a creepy scene where she they wake up with uh because of a noise but that could just be something finally falling off of a shelf yeah Again, an explanation for all those haunting things. <laughs> yeah. It happened. <laughs> yeah. It could even just be the house settling. <laughs> like, yeah. particularly loudly. <laughs> Didn't it say, like, there's mm-hmm. a thunderstorm and that there was just a thunder crack? Yeah. She even, yeah, she goes to bed, like, to a, to a thunderstorm, I think, on the way, or when she's, uh, when she wakes up uh, from the, the nightmare. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. so... Even then, there's a simple explanation, but it's just there's no not enough creepiness there. Um, yeah. So, uh, I I did like that it's a bit of a public service announcement to don't mess with tombstones. Yes, uh, but do but do clean them. <laughs> like, yes, respect respect the dead, but be cautious when you do so. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I'm still only a partial recommendation. No, that's fair. Uh, all right. Gamer. Yeah. Uh, for me, the story was, uh, was written well enough that I wasn't stumbling through it. The characters are good though. Nair's obsession, like to clear this entire graveyard. It is a bit strange i guess i don't know depends on how big this graveyard is now that i think about it if it's a small local graveyard that's not too much of an undertaking or if it's like 
the graveyard for like a city. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, no, I mean, again, there, there are like, um, like, yeah, like I, I, I assumed it was like a small plot, like, yeah, because like you see those like all the time too. Like, I mean, there's like tons of them around us, um, like in town and even like on the out, like in like the out in the countryside kind of thing. Yeah, my problem so. is I was connecting it to the one that I go to most recently, which is the one that is in town. Yeah, and like, which is quite huge, <laughs> and and like the story my my stories from earlier like yeah like um like there's the historical one that we went to newfoundland in but like mount pleasant is a fucking it, it's basically the size of central park oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like literally in the it's just this giant swath of of land surrounded by old and new housing and and, and buildings in the middle of toronto mm. <laughs> like it's a big like it's it, you there's there's walking paths like so people can just like like people like walk and bike through that cemetery like it's a freaking park yeah <laughs> while paying their respects to the dead but yes yeah. or if you're like my mom when she was younger um sunbathing among the crypts <laughs> were the bloods there too <sighs> i knew as soon as i said the word i was like he's gonna fucking do a great he's gonna do a gangster uh uh, uh pun <laughs> Fucking asshole. Been, uh, like, uh, proud of I would have breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be done, though. Yes. I... But yeah, uh, back to the story. Yep. My problem with this is kind of a common one as of late that there isn't as much creep in the story as there should be, as both of you have also said. The first potentially creepy moment is a dream, and it's done... Mm-hmm in like a very cliche way with like the lightning strike happening that immediately reveals the, uh, the ghost guy in the suit there and then immediately disappearing. Like that's done in every movie ever, basically. But like, and that's a good start, but then it just becomes join me while he's like halfway across the graveyard. (laughs) And then (laughs) it's it's like, join me. Or it's just, or it's just like that kind of like creepy thing. Where, uh, and honestly, this could have been something that even creepier. Like he says it, like "Join me in the dirt," and he's like halfway across that uh, that graveyard. But it sounds like he's right at her ear. Like that would have been, if that was described, that would have been really cool. But yeah, the way it sounds, like it's like "Join me," and then meanwhile, like she's she's like looking over to him, like off in the distance, like what's he saying? No, but <laughs> she's like, specifically hearing him, so it's more like yeah. <laughs> that that did that was perfect thank okay, you cool. <laughs> hey you you should join me join me in the dirt yeah it's a little less i mean if it literally is a ghost it would still be creepy regardless even if he's yelling at you cartoonally like that but yeah. still but yeah uh for me after the uh after the dream and waking up and seeing the the guy at the end of her bed and all that, everything after that doesn't really have as much creep or any creep, honestly. Yeah. She, as I said before, she doesn't react to seeing this stuff happening for real because the first time it happened, she could have been like, "Oh, I'm just waking up from a dream. It's fine. And he wasn't actually there." But when you've been awake for a while and then you see it, she should be rolling sand at that point. You know? Yeah. That's how I'd run it. Honestly, like I would, I would definitely. I might run a Call of Cthulhu D20 game where you guys, uh, where where one of you guys inadvertently like steps, like pushes over a uh, a jar or something in a cemetery, mm-hmm. and then you guys are just being attacked by a ghost as stated in the in the book. Yep. Have us all roll stealth to get through somewhere, and then like the lowest person like accidentally oh, knocks yeah. on the uh, knocks the jar over. Yeah. Tune in to One Less Die at some point in the future where this might get this this recording, if this actually happens, might get posted. Like <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Definitely, maybe. Yeah. But either way, with all that being said, yeah. I do like the concept of what the entity is as like just wandering spirit wanting his wife to join him in death. Mm-hmm. Although there's no repercussions to it being freed. Like it upset Maria, sure, but it didn't do or even try to do anything to her. It's just asking nicely, which yeah. also betrays the character of who that guy was in life. Because he was a, a jerk in real in life, so why wouldn't he be more of a jerk in death too? Yeah, yeah, I would, like you could have it like 
exp- like have it be like polite look polite appealing like please join me in the dirt and then like but have the character describe it's like it sounded like uh, even though it sounded kind of like like a polite and nice kind of thing i could hear this like i, I could hear like an undertone of like aggression or like a, like a hey i could feel the malice on the words as okay. much as like they uh, that, that betrayed their their polite like sincerity yeah. or something like that yeah all right hold on a sec okay okay what what if maria is the monster you're gonna need to explain that one yeah so she's saying that he was a drunkard but maybe he wasn't okay maybe she killed him (laughs) i mean maybe (laughs) or maybe She's part of the SNTF, the Supernatural Task Force, as it were. Oh, and uh, she goes from grave, graveyard to graveyard, placing and updating um, ceiling jars for various pesky spirits. Like, Maria's not even her uh, her wife, uh, like that guy's wife. It's just, like, he just, like, when the if if he if that seal wasn't there, he'd just like find like the nearest like woman that like happened to be b- passing by and start haunting them. Yeah. So like she's actually like a like a witch like a, a witch agent for the SNTF. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly plausible, mm-hmm. given our weird headcanon of creating the SNTF. Very bizarre headcanon. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. It's entirely possible. I'm just gonna continue writing some notes. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of games. Yes. But either way, there should be some repercussions to the events that happened, and there really weren't any. And technically, if you think about it. The events of this story are the best thing that could have ha- ever happened to Maria and Nair, because it like, ma- yeah, they, they found each they other. Found each other because of it, you know, like yeah. which is very Disney. It's level. very Daw, <laughs> like, yeah, but it's not very creepy. Yeah, and uh, it, it like it's cute, but not creepy. It's it's kawaii, but not kawaii. <laughs> that that Japanese word that means creepy. Or cute, depending on how you pre- how you say it, and I'm pretty sure I butchered it myself. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. We, don't, we hardly know how to say English words. Yeah, that's true. So us trying to say any other words, just no. Yeah. So I'm just going to like forever apologize as a Canadian and as a person who doesn't know how to really speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to any languages. We are criticizing the grammar of things. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not lost on us, folks. Don't worry. Yeah, no. <laughs> Either way, I'm still going to partially recommend it because the concept of it is good if it was capitalized on with some sort of threats one way or another. Yeah. And repercussions. Okay. But it's just cute. Which is fine if that's what you're looking for, but if you're looking for something creepy, this ain't it. It really feels like we're just trying to draw this out as much as possible. Only <laughs> <laughs> to before the recording. Did I? Yeah, you totally did. <laughs> okay. I, I... Anyway, that, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you already know here. <laughs> I just rolled in the head a little bit off him yeah. onto you. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I guess um. Still partial. Round roundhouse partial recommendations to the face. <laughs> so just like, like, eh. Yeah, just eh. a light hit. Eh. Yeah. It's just like a light slap to the face, like three times. <laughs> or it's like, uh, like he's like doing like a roundhouse kick, like three times. But it's just like, like as soon as he gets like the the foot gets to the face, it's just like it like slows down, and just like taps, and then goes around again, taps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but that'll do it for this week's episode. Finally, I know. Sorry, audience. <laughs> um. Uh, and if you like, if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. We're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end, because his name is very long. Much how we've been doing for this entire show. In a little bit. And I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, if you'd like to help support us financially, you can go to Patreon. Oh no, hang on. And if you'd like to send us emails, you can go to Patreon. Nope. <laughs> And if you like to send, sorry. And if you like to send us emails, uh, you can uh, send them to aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's a l d e n t e r i g a m o r t i s at gmail.com. 
where you can also leave your suggestions for other creep pastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Select the back of your tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tiers with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to the authors of these stories and our listeners, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. And without your uh, with your authorship, without the stories that you write and post online on the various websites and forums, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East Towns Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. So, gamer, yeah, it's the show's birthday next week, and uh, uh-huh, I'm sorry, why? <laughs>